All right, welcome Hedgehog, our in-house uh, Jungle News curator. Uh, another episode of Mind of a Lion, Bowtie Barb. Uh, for listeners, Substack subscribers, the link below is to Hedgehog's YouTube, where you will find the Jungle News animated video clips of what's going on with Bowtie Bull and everyone else. Uh, this is this is high level, almost seems like Hollywood style uh, content. Uh, Live animation voiceover. It's pretty incredible. Uh, check out Hedgehog's YouTube below. Yeah, uh, thanks a lot. Uh, I'm actually excited to be a part of the podcast. Uh, Hedgehog, before we kind of dive in, I'm curious. So you're from uh, Sweden originally. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> how did you, right, how did you find Bowtie Bull or Wall Street Playboys? Like, where did you first hear about his or her, you know, their content? And how'd you end up here today? Yeah, it, um, that's a good question. Um, it started with me. I've uh, tried to learn more about uh, crypto. So I have been uh, spending like more of my time on Twitter uh, following like, uh, you know, big uh, crypto accounts. And uh, uh, one of my friends who's also a bit into crypto, he uh, recommended me uh, following uh, Wall Street Playboy Boys, as it was called back then, and that was like uh, maybe like in November last year. Uh, so I'm actually pretty new to it, and I liked the content a lot. So I've been uh, uh, reading a lot of uh, Bull's uh, like uh, blog posts, and uh, started following his uh, content a lot because, uh, yeah, I think it's really great. So, so yeah, so basically, kind of it was like uh, my friend that uh, showed me. Roughly, what kind of time time frame was this? Was this post COVID, pre COVID? Yeah, ago? Du during co COVID. So I've been spending like my time. Uh, yeah, since co COVID, I've been spending more time learning about uh, cryptocurrency, and uh, like November last year, I got introduced to Wall Street Playboys. Uh, so I'm okay, actually pretty okay. new to all of this and to this right. community. Right. So uh, really a few months before, I mean, and even last November, October, Wall Street Playboys had the blog and there were still, hey, real estate, crypto, tech stocks. Yeah, exactly. So before that, they kind of went full send on DeFi, cryptocurrency, stay anonymous. Yeah, exactly. So, so when I started reading, he was uh, still doing the Wall Street uh, uh, content. Uh, but so I've been following as he has uh, progressed more into uh, crypto and DeFi. How is your, your, your mindset? I'm trying to get a picture in my mind here. Your mindset shifted from even six, seven months ago to, or let's say, let's say COVID, March until now. Uh, whether it's it's Bitcoin, it's macro level, it's Europe, it's yeah, it's, it's how has it, your perspective shifted? It has changed a lot because it, it's everything here is new to me. Um, first of all, I'm from Sweden, so I haven't even experienced like uh, most of the people here. They they're from the USA, uh, so it's a whole new con uh, like culture. Uh, so first. Uh, that's like uh, new to me, and uh, also um, the, like the 
the content of the Wall Street Playboys. Uh, I have uh, never really been into those kinds of uh, conscious imp uh, self-improvements before. Uh, so I have never really had a um, like a worked hard on self-improvement up until like um, I started reading this uh, blog actually. So when you say self-improvement, I mean, what does that look like? I'm trying to get an image in my mind. Is it, yeah, I mean, about, uh, about fitness, something else. Yeah, like in uh, every aspect. So um, starting to take care of my health more, uh, like going to the gym, um, trying to like find ways to uh, create an online income, like all of that. Now, clearly with your jungle news videos, animation overlays you've, you've shared with the jungle so far, are you looking to, is it more of a hobby or are you looking to kind of build that out into a feasible, monetizable uh, a business? Is it something you're looking to make money with? Down the road? Um, yeah. So I, I eventually I, I'm trying to like make money online. So I'm just experimenting, like testing out, uh, finding ways to like provide value on uh, in the jungle and on the internet. Uh, so it's basically just me uh, testing uh, different concepts and uh, trying to figure what uh, uh, people like and uh, don't like. Uh, so yeah, if I can make money out of it, uh, that would be really nice. But uh, actually I've uh, I've done it because I think it's funny. So it's uh, <laughs> kind of like uh, mostly because it's fun, I would say. Came for the meme, stayed for the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would definitely say it's because I think it's fun. Outside of the kind of that side hustle, actually, I'll back up. Have you read the, the books Efficiency or Spend? I'm trying yeah. To uh, yeah, I've uh, actually read uh, all uh, three of them. Okay. Number one takeaway uh, that's uh, not related to crypto from the books. Uh, um, that would be like constantly trying to become more efficient, like uh, trying to uh, stop uh, wasting time. Um, yeah, like always trying to become more efficient. That's like the uh, key takeaway, I would say, from all of this. Uh, trying to improve that way. So, for example, I mean, mindset shifting, did you, or trying to change your schedule or how you kind of break up your days and your weeks? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, actually, I've... I'm, I'm a student. I'm currently st studying a business degree in Sweden. And uh, I've, uh, I'm trying to like follow the steps that is uh, outlined in the, uh, like in the Substack or in the efficiency book. So I've uh, got a new part-time job and uh, currently have like two part-time jobs and uh, trying to like follow the steps in the efficiency book. So that's so basically why, what I'm up to. And that's why I'm also engaging in the community. It's like learn more and to, um, yeah, just to improve and uh, 
try to d develop a way to make money online and all of this. So being in university in, in background, so I also, uh, I'm not in school anymore, but I have that business degree, whatever you want to call it, background. Mm. Of course, as Bull says, you can't really teach business in college. You can only teach it outside of the classroom. Um, yeah. How has your kind of perspective on university and school shifted in the last 12 months or so, or even since getting into Bowtie Bull community? Yeah, but I, I agree a lot that it's basically a, a way to uh, get a job so it's or a career. And uh, maybe the content itself is not something you'll have a lot of use of too, uh, or of. Uh, so I guess it's just a way to uh, get a job and uh, it's more about what you do on the side that matters. All about the side hustle. Yeah, exactly. So, so being in university, I mean, even if you're not 95 grind, you're seeing, it seems like you're kind of structuring it as this is a placeholder. This is a way for me to get a stable job and paycheck, which will support me diving into different side hustles, different businesses, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. That's how I'm like viewing it right now. Have you, uh, have you been to the States before? Hedgehog? Uh, and uh, no, uh, or yes, I have actually been to uh, Los Angeles once and uh, just like on a vacation with the family, but uh, not more than that, actually. So your, your only taste of the United States in person is Los Angeles? Yes. I will, uh, I'll have to apologize on behalf of um, the, the other 90% of the United States. Uh, <laughs> that, is a, that is not an accurate representation of how most... Yeah, I understand it, but it's <laughs> it's just that's the, that's the only time I've been to uh, USA. Right. So, kind of to make an analogy here, so bully in the jungle, bulldog, turkey, and others that I'm not necessarily familiar with, mm. right? They're building out whether it's compounds or kind of I don't say they're fallout shelter, but they're even silverback like a home that's that's self-sufficient water, solar, et cetera, where they can hunt, they can fish, et cetera. Yeah, exactly. What does that look like in, in Europe? Like whether it's Sweden or other parts of the Eurozone, strategically, if, if things are going to shift over the next 10 years, as say sovereign individual predicts, like where is the best place in Europe to try to live sustainably without completely going, you know, balls deep in the Arctic circle and never seeing a human being again. Yeah. So to be honest, like I, I don't know, uh, I don't have any like experience on that. And so it would be like, I'm not the, the guy to ask that question, but uh, maybe like we have uh, DJ Island Europe, like uh, I don't even know what's called in English, like Kreta. <laughs> yeah that's like a tax haven or something maybe that's ah, where you want to go right, right. and uh, we call it yeah, yeah exactly but uh, that's not something I'm uh, I have a lot of uh, knowledge about so I can't really give a good answer on that how has so what's life like in Sweden right now 
actually, let's let's go back. What what was life like in Sweden? You know, March, April of 2020, when the world started shutting down. Uh, I I believe Sweden was actually compared to other countries. Uh, did not have a lot of uh, regulations in the beginning. That's what I heard. Not as much lockdowns. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather ask someone who was there. I think we had like, yeah, compared to uh, other countries, we were like extremely uh, chill about it, uh, which I think maybe like annoyed uh, other countries because we maybe other countries think Sweden didn't take it seriously. Uh, so in the beginning, there was uh, little restrictions at all. Uh, now so there's like... Bars didn't close, restaurants... Yeah, school, exactly. Everything office. was like still open in the beginning. Good stuff. And it really hasn't changed then, right? I mean, they've stayed open. Um, no, it's actually after like... I'm not sure, maybe half a year or something, they started to add more regulation and things. So I would say they've taken like kind of the same approach as other countries. Uh, it's just in the beginning that they didn't do a lot. Interesting. The irony, uh, some family members of mine were in Sweden mid-March 2020. They were you know, checking out like, uh, is it reindeer or caribou you got up there? They were, they were in the Arctic Circle at like an oh, ice yeah. hotel in Sweden. Yeah, That's yeah, I know what it was. Yeah, I said it. And so they were off the grid for a few days and they came back online and, you know, everyone's blowing up their phone like, you need to get home, you need to get back to the States. <laughs> oh. The irony is that it probably would have been <laughs> easier to stay and not uh, not come home to a, a full lockdown. Yeah, yeah, probably. Because to be honest, it has not changed. Uh, like in the be- beginning, there was like, there was not any big changes because we could still uh, do the same same stuff. Uh, so it took a while before we actually started to uh, feel like the effects of the virus in the form of regulations and such. So it, yeah, it's been pretty. It, there there was not uh, a lot of uh, regulations and stuff. I'm trying to think. Is PewDiePie from Sweden? That video yeah, he's that? yeah, he's from Sweden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah. I guess that's a character we're probably not too too far off in age. We grew up with uh, at least the video game uh, video game culture. Yeah, exactly. Before li- everyone was trying to live stream, uh, how does? So you're young. I mean, well, I'd say you can barely drink, but it's 18 or younger in. in no, no, I'm actually twenty. Yeah, yeah. Well, I say in the states you wouldn't be able to to drink or buy a drink, but uh, you're in uni, so I mean you'll be you'll still be you know thirties on DJ and Island, wherever yeah, that is. Exactly. Uh, you know, what's the long run game plan? Right, you've read efficiency spend. You're a young guy. I'm sure you want to have a family one day. You, you want to have multiple streams of income, and I'm sure you have like different different hobbies. Yeah. Leaders. what's what's kind of like the high level vision 10 15 years out where do you see yourself what do you see yourself doing yeah so um i it w- would be nice to like now uh, 
yeah, but what what I'm trying to do is like uh, follow the steps of the efficiency. So get a job after college and uh, spend uh, a big uh, part of my income on developing a like second stream of income uh, and uh, try to like make much money uh, until I'm like 30. And uh, yeah, I would like I would like to have like to have uh, to to not have a job, like to have right. a, <laughs> to have a yeah to have my own company or something like that. I mean, what do you do? I'm, I'm just trying to get an image of of Hedgehog. What is what does Swedish Hedgehog do uh, for fun when things aren't locked down and it's not winter time? I mean, like, do you ski? Do you go? Like what, what? What does Hedgehog do on a? And he's got some time to screw off. Yeah. So, like, um, one year back, maybe I would uh, hang out with my friends and drink beers and do some uh, things like that. Uh, so, maybe not the most productive uh, things. Um, and the, like hobbies, I like training. I, I go to the gym. And uh, yeah, like uh, spending time uh, learning about stuff like crypto and things. <laughs> that was a very vague answer. I'm sorry for that, but oh, uh, absolutely, <laughs> it, it is very vague. So let's say you're in a scenario. The year is 2030. You're making money online. How you're making money? Let's let's say that's not important right now. If you mm. could do anything, you have to do one thing. As work, as a hobby, as a job, as a as a business. If you could do anything, and make enough money to do what you want, what would that one thing be? Could be anywhere from being a a ski guide to taking Americans up to the arctic circle on sleds and whatever it could be anything ridiculous but yeah i i mean uh i haven't traveled much so uh, that's actually w one thing i w would uh, want to do like travel as many countries as possible as so like have that freedom to be able to move around in the world like uh, wherever i want to go and uh, i i can't do that right now because i don't have like the money to do that but uh, i would uh, definitely want to experience uh, other countries more freedom of movement yeah exactly uh hedgehog have you read sovereign individual and uh, no i have not read it yet but i have bought it and i will uh, start reading it now hedgehog do you read i mean of course for uni university but you know, do you read outside of, of the classroom for I mean, both had bold books, efficiency spend, but I mean, do you read in general? Yeah, um, I read books, but actually I have not like been reading a lot of books uh, like during high school, uh, but it's something I've been starting doing uh, like the latest years and uh, that I will definitely try to put more of my time into. To make an analogy... In the consider the way that the bowtie bull books, efficiency spend, et cetera, have 
shifted your mindset and motivated you to change your day-to-day schedule or your plan for each year of university or what you want to do out after, right after university. Sovereign Individual shifted my mindset and everyone who's read it that I've talked mm-hmm. to in the high, in the high time frame. So you're not going to walk out your house and just go run off into the woods and never come back, but it will shift the long run kind of vision or target for the next 10, 20 years. Um, and it connects so many dots. The thread I had on sovereign individual a couple of days ago, I don't, I mean, I can't, I can't speak for bull, but there's a lot of parallels. Like he said, you know, says have fun being kidnapped and not going to make it. Well, that's referring to sovereign individual talks about increasing inequality within countries, decreasing inequality across countries, where basically the internet levels makes more equal opportunity, but less equal results. Again, equal opportunity on equal results. Yeah. And sovereign individual predicts kind of the rise of more city state feudal, almost like that Citadel style compounds, super family compounds where there isn't these large nation states, but rather more like city states. And maybe DJ Island is one of those, but it, again, yeah. I can't speak for bull, but it does seem to be a lot of parallels um, in, in the jungle here. Yeah, as, as I understand understand it, it's like uh, that is what it's all uh, based on. Like, but I have not read the book yet, so uh, so I I don't really like uh, know exactly what it's about. But I've understood that uh, a, a lot of the theory uh, out outlaid in the book is like. Uh, what comes up in the Bagatide Bull mindset and in the like Substack? It is the sovereign individual. So this is written in 1997, which is when did when did the Eurozone start? The 90s. Um, the Euro. Yeah, the Eurozone. Well, the Euro and the Eurozone as a whole, like that kind of free immigration between EU countries. Yeah, like it started in the middle of the, uh, like middle of the 90s. Middle of the 90s. So Sovereign Angel mentions the EU, but as in the context of the EU forming, European, Mm. Eurozone forming and predicts kind of that it'll falter. And he goes in the same way the United States, but that it's the ability to keep that centralization between countries with different cultures and languages and economies. Uh, um, Yeah. It's hard to put it in context, but whatever you're reading, I'd say at least read the first chapter of Sovereign Individual. Stop the first chapter and then go back to whatever you're doing. Yeah, we'll definitely do that. How did, so you're, I mean, you're, you're young, you're in uni. How did you discover Bitcoin and crypto? What's that origin story look like? Yeah. So I've been like, I've heard about Bitcoin and I've since like I was, yeah, I remember when I was like 12, me and my friends, uh, we like read about Bitcoin and we thought it was really cool that if you like invested just 
like hundred, like ten dollars in it, it would be like really much money, and that was like back t- uh, at 2012. Uh, so we thought like it was cool that something could uh, raise that much in value. So that's like the first time I heard about Bitcoin. What, what uh, year was this? Yeah, like 2012. 2012. Yeah, we were just like talking about it because we, for for some reason, we like found out about it. And you were what, like a pre pre teenager? Wait, wait. I must uh, think. I was 12. Uh, yeah, I don't wow, know okay, if the so. year was. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I must think. Yeah, but it was like. Uh, like wow. eight years ago. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's a lot when you're still in university. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, so what did that look like? We, I mean, you heard about it and then what? Yeah. We like read some uh, news article that, that like was like, if you invested uh, this much in Bitcoin, mm-hmm. when it started, you will be like multimillionaire, something like that. Right, right. And we was just uh, thought it was uh, like amazing that uh, you could make so much money uh, by investing so, uh, so little. So that's like the first time I heard about Bitcoin my, during my life. Uh, but it's not until recently that I have actually uh, like bought Bitcoin and started to put more time reading into it. So when did you start actually using crypto, whether you know, to buy things online or, or even to, to hold a little bit as an investment? Yeah, I think I bought my first uh, Bitcoin um in like november on so, uh, on an exchange on an exchange so right around when you got into bowtie bull wall street playboy yeah exactly and, and i didn't like buy real bitcoin i bought them on like exchanges just uh, on the ftx exchange oh right right which of course <laughs> uh <laughs> You don't need to use a VPN to access, I don't think, right? No, no, exactly. So it's not like high level uh, crypto. Like, yeah, I just wanted to hold some Bitcoin. So I bought it that way, right, the easy right. way. The easy way. Exactly. Easy way. It does seem... So are you familiar with other exchanges, maybe Binance or... Uh, yeah, I'm f- familiar with them, but uh, I haven't uh, used them. I've I've just uh, been using the FTX exchange. I find an irony. Well, I guess FTX is founded by Bankman Fried. He's American. Yeah, exactly. Based in Hong Kong, but a lot of these crypto exchanges they ban Americans, and then like a list of places you don't want to go, like Iran, Cuba, Syria, Iraq. Venezuela, North yeah. Korea. So it's like the U.S. is in that bucket. <laughs> yeah. Almost a testament to the kind of archaic KYC AML, like the, the know your customer and um, you know, where you have to make an account and stuff and put your passport photo and all that uh, KYC AML. Yeah, exactly. The, all these financial restrictions, it's... Uh, so I see El Salvador in the news a couple weeks ago, and it's it's inspiring, but it's also like, wow, this is this is really happening. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool, actually. That uh, 
it could be like the first spark of something uh, bigger. Have you read a uh, Bitcoin Standard by Safadan Amos, whatever? His name no, is? I have not. Another book for the reading list. Not as important as Sovereign <laughs> Individual. Well, maybe. Uh, hmm. But it, it's all right. I'll back up here. So, so, you, so you started really buying Bitcoin last year, and yeah. So, so here's the thing. I'm like, I'm like new to it. So, uh, so, so. What, reason why i'm like engaging in the jungle and reason why i'm like following the about i build substack is because i want to learn more about it because i'm new to all of this uh, so i think by engaging more in the jungle i'll interact with people and they, it will help me like learn more and uh, faster uh, so it's kind of a way for me to uh, yeah by putting more effort into the jungle i uh, also learn more about the crypto and the community around it. Uh, that's like my strategy. Uh, that's why I'm like here to just learn as much, much as possible. But I'm really at the early stages. I'm I don't know a lot, and I'm I'm, I'm young, and I haven't really like become a great at it yet. Right. Of course, even people who claim to know what they're talking about it almost seems that anyone who claims to be an expert is proven wrong eventually that crypto has yeah. a way of leveling your ego and your confidence out. Yeah. Even, even the, the best get rug, rug pulled sometimes. Now what's the, so you're in uni and of course a lot of barely legal people and your, your peers, friends, colleagues, what's, what's kind of the sentiment on the ground? Um, whether it's classmates, flatmates, uh, you know, people your age in Sweden, you surprise with what's does crypto ever come up in conversation? Like, what's I'm trying to get the mind. Uh, no, no, uh, actually, uh, it's like uh, all I, I can't like discuss crypto with anyone. So it's like my my social life or my life uh, in the real world has like nothing to do with. Uh, um, the the one in the jungle. It's like I have uh, no real friends that I uh, discuss crypto with. Almost, I have like my, my best friend. He is also wants to learn more about crypto. But uh, generally, it's uh, not something that uh, people around me are aware about or like are interested in. In I would say. Maybe a good sign, right? Yeah, it, it might be. You can't be late if it's not popular yet. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe people uh, like think of it as a short-time way to make money, and some of them maybe have bought it uh, just to like make a fast, uh, some fast money, right. but uh, not because they're like interested in the cryptocurrency itself. Right. So almost about your age in, in the last cycle. And of course, then I was all altcoins. Uh, I was using Bitcoin, but not holding it. I was holding the like XRP, XLM, a bunch of altcoins. And the sentiment, it seemed, of course, there's greed. Of course, there's degeneracy in leverage trading. But it seemed in 2017, people were using crypto as a way to accumulate dollars or euros. Fiat. Yeah. 
they're going to, all right, I'm going to buy Bitcoin and then I'm going to sell it to another sucker for a higher profit. And I'm going to cash out those, those dollars, those fiat. Yeah, exactly. Now it starts to seem whether it's Michael Saylor or El Salvador, Jack Dorsey, that in 2021, there's more and more people who are buying crypto, not to make dollars, but to buy crypto. In other words, they're using Bitcoin as a defensive strategy to exit yeah. fiat, not as a way to gain more fiat. Yeah, exactly. And actually, also, now there is like more with all this, like uh, all these different coins. You don't even have to like exchange it back to uh, US dollars anymore. I mean, you can uh, use exchanges, uh, things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, cool to see how the infrastructure around it is uh, developing. It is uh, it is fascinating. On that note of, of speed of development, so when did you actually join the jungle or like start, you know, following accounts in the jungle? Um, yeah, it was like when I made the first video, it was on like a normal Twitter account. Uh, but then when I made the second video, I think it was from my hedgehog. So uh, I don't know really, like in the beginning of May, maybe. Early May? Early May, yes. That clown video, that first one, that was like early May, right? Yeah, yeah, early exactly. Okay, uh, maybe late uh, April, early May, somewhere around there. Because I didn't realize that that was hedgehog. But now okay, <laughs> it makes sense because it was a different. All right. Yeah. The vibe. So I was at the Clown Hat in April 27th. 27th yeah, you were the the Joker there, right? I was. I was the Purple Joker, yeah, which is awesome. ironic because Dingo made a video today showing me like killing the Joker from a helicopter, and I was like, Wait, <laughs> "Yeah, I was that always. costume." <laughs> <laughs> That's um, very funny. It, it was it was kind of a weird vibe in that it it wasn't super. We were all kind of in a circle, but no one really had direction. Yeah, um, the mariachi band got canceled. I'm, yeah. I'm sure there'll be bigger events later on, but it was it was kind of cool, and we all kind of showed up from different places, and it was kind of like, oh, we're here. It's what actually very cool that you that you were there. It's uh, it's very cool. I find an analogy in that it wasn't so much what we did at Times Square on April 27th; it's that we showed up. It's, yeah. it's the journey we all took. One guy came from Canada. He took like a plane in and then a bus out and yeah. to the border. It was just craziness to get there is more of like, hey, it's what you're doing to get here that matters. It's not so much what you do when you get here. Yeah. And that was like early. So those people who actually showed up there, they, they were like, <laughs> they're really early to it. Degen turbos. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. What has your uh, hedgehog been your impression? Of course, a, a lot of the jungle is Americans. Of course, we've got some Aussies, Platy, Dingo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What has kind of been your impression of the people in jungle so far? I mean, have you seen anything like this before offline? No. Uh, yeah, so I, I just like found the, the uh, Wall Street Playboy's uh, Twitter account like interesting. That's how it all begin, uh, began. 
but it's like seeing all the like super intelligent people and uh, seeing like all the crazy stuff they do uh, it's like i just uh, have to be a part of it because it's just so interesting and funny to watch uh, so that's that's why i'm here because it's uh, it's really cool to see and there's a lot of uh, smart people here so that's what i'm try why i'm like uh, why i'm so excited being a part of it and following it all have you found any uh, or talked to any kind of europeans in the jungle no actually i have not been engaging much with the animals uh, except through my videos right so uh, it's i'm mostly here observing because I feel like, uh, except for the videos, I don't have a lot of uh, like knowledge or value to add. So it's uh, right now I, I'm more here to learn, actually. And uh, while learning, I can create this video uh, to possibly help some people out. But uh, I'm I'm mostly here because I think there's a lot of uh, smart people, and I like like uh, watching their content. So to kind of paraphrase your statement there, you're here to learn. You're not sure if or what value to provide. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of great people here. Yeah, exactly. So so if we take, for example, my jungle news, uh, uh, it's like I'm here uh, reading about all, uh, all, all the people or all the animals in the jungle. Uh, so... Therefore, I thought I can add value by using that knowledge and uh, like summarize it and uh, into videos so that other people can watch it. So I'm trying to like uh, add value by summarizing what I learn from others. That's kind of like what I'm doing here. Synthesizing information. Yeah, exactly. Which is what Baboon with his daily digest in yeah. Elephant with his threads on bull content. Yeah, it's like uh, baboon and elephant. I'm kind of like doing what uh, they're doing. Uh, they're just trying to learn as much as possible and uh, summarizing the information. Key word there, you said synthesizing information. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so th that's like the concept between uh, of the jungle news, like uh, gathering information and uh, clearing out the noise of the jungle. Clearing out the noise. That is the line there. Even Bull has mentioned his Substack is it, it's synthesizing information in that. And I like how you mentioned noise. It seems to be whether your jungle news videos or the bull substack, for example, it's not reinventing the wheel. It's filtering signal from noise, synthesizing what's important. Yeah. And lastly, translating that complex idea into a more simple, comprehensible uh, piece of advice. Yeah, or, exactly. So like I, I read, the, I read some of your threads, like, uh, the one on the, I don't know the name, the 
Um, the latest, latest one, uh, Eugene. What's Dunning it called? Kruger, yeah, Dunning Kruger. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah like uh, how you summarize it and make it comprehensible. Um, that's like also what I'm trying to do. Right. So the thread, the Dunning Kruger effect last night. What's your? I mean, were you familiar with the Dunning Kruger effect? No, I've uh, ne- never heard of it before. So, what's your takeaway from that? Learning about that concept? Uh, just a, a very cool concept that uh, it's like it's nice to have it uh, to have it to like have a word for it because uh, like reading it as a theory because maybe you can. Uh, Maybe you can understand it, that uh, that's how it works, but it's nice to like uh, finding words for it and uh, seeing that it's uh, uh, actually a theory. Uh, if you, if you understand what I'm trying to say, I, I think so. Uh, in in that you you might have already known the Dunning Kruger effect, like you've seen it in real life. The more yeah, you yeah, know, exactly, you have some like you don't know some like feeling that it exists, but it's like. You become more aware aware of it when you can uh, when you can uh, read read it as a like theory. Put a word to it. Yeah, put a word to it exactly. Put a word to it. It's, so stuff so like for that. Example, is jungle news. Yeah. Curating content, but you, you use the term filtering noise, synthesizing information, which is what we, we kind of maybe understand or we see, but now we have a word to describe the entire phenomenon of your videos in bull substack. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because as as I don't have a lot of uh, I don't have like a sales experience or things like that that I can uh, provide value into the jungle. So uh, so I, so I feel like uh, by by the, the way I, c- I can provide values by just yeah simplifying the information and uh, uh, making it more uh, comprehensible and uh, cutting out the noises of the jungle for those uh, people that don't have the time to like read every single tweet in the jungle right right and and we don't i i look for your videos every week or two in baboon's daily Digest yeah, he's the daily daily digest on yesterday. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a it's a great concept, I think. In that, in Baboon's example, when I'm producing something like the Dunning Kruger effect thread last night, I send it to Baboon so it can be in that digest. He's my first point of contact for both finding information and putting out information. Yeah, he's a like it's a highway. It's yeah, like you're doing this with the videos, just a lot more uh, complex in in uh, in the content. Yeah, but uh, what Baboon is doing, it's uh, really great, and uh, I use it a lot for my videos. When because sometimes I I can't uh, stay updated on the jungle, uh, so I can use his work to like. Uh, uh, it even helps me stay updated. Updated. So I think what he's doing is uh, really great. It's it's almost ironic you mentioned. So I'm seeing a pattern. You know, to quote you, Hedgehog. You're like, yeah. I'm in uni. I you know I don't have experience with sales or fitness, for example. 
you know, I'm not sure what I can share in value. I'm here to learn. And that's a common theme. I'm finding yeah. talking to jungle animals one-on-one is, is this sense of like humility and open-mindedness that there's so much they don't know and they want to learn. They're not here to, to shill in my, my way, the highway that they're here. They're here with an open mind in the jungle. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So that would describe uh, the hedgehog pretty good. Just uh, trying to learn, uh, take in as much as possible and uh, right. uh, try to provide value in the ways that I can. And Dunning-Kruger effect, the hedgehog is maybe on the side of awareness or, you know, honestly, value of despair, like it's a bad thing, but you have the humility and the awareness to see, you know, at 20, there's so much to learn still. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, just at the beginning of the curve. It's like you, you start uh, at the place where you're overconfident uh, I'm just on my on my way do- down the slope. Right, <laughs> <I'm> skiing. <laughs> I'm just realizing how much I don't know. Right, right. That's funny. Even uh, a few years ago, at your age, I was things I thought I had figured out. I realized are not even true at all. And uh, so now I'm sitting here like, well, a few years from now, what am I gonna realize <laughs> in hindsight yeah. that what I think now is not true? Such is life. Yeah, exactly. Right. You feel like you get dumber every day. <laughs> right, right. Especially in the jungle, it's like, I feel like you can't keep up with all, all the uh, high-speed uh, type A people. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Uh, so, Hedgehog, is this really your debut? I mean, your videos, you do a voiceover, so that's yeah. not you know, animated. Is this your first debut with the uh, kind of Hedgehog voice? Yeah, it is. (laughs) I uh, didn't even want to try using my real voice for the videos because, uh, uh, yeah, my English is not that fluid. So I thought it was uh, better to use the text-to-speech option. And uh, it's actually faster, too, for me. So uh, that's a a thing that's been working very great for me. And I do like it. The voice sounds, of course... I don't want to say fake or or digital, but it, it goes with the theme of well, it's a it's a hedgehog avatar talking yeah. about other animals. It's all it's all a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's funny that it's a bit robotic because it's like it fits with the crypto theme and the, uh, I think it works great actually. It is working great and uh it looks like Bull loves it. I think the whole jungle loves what uh, <laughs> what you're doing with the videos and yeah ask for is like when can we have more and uh, <laughs> that's awesome yeah to be honest i'm like i'm surprised by the attention that i've gotten and that's like that's why i've been uh, continuing with it because uh when i made the diff- like my first clown video uh i had like uh, no thought behind it it was just something i made for fun but uh when i realized that some people thought it was very funny. It's like it gave me a kick that uh, have uh, made me continue the, like creating more. Good looks, good looks. Uh, before we jump off here, uh, Hedgehog, uh, for listeners, of course, I'll kick it out the Substack and put it on a YouTube link. Uh, Hedgehog's YouTube channel is below where you'll find the recorded copies of the 
curated jungle news uh, with the an- animated avatar and what's happening. And it's, well, it's entertaining. Even if you don't want to know what's going on in the jungle, and we all do, it's entertaining as hell. Uh, yeah, any, any kind of last like remarks or, or takeaways from having a conversation in, in the jungle as a whole, Hedgehog? Um, like I had, a, I would never have had this. Uh, I had no idea I would be doing like a podcast. <laughs> so it's just uh, funny to see what happens. Right, right. Yeah, neither, <laughs> neither, neither did I. Uh, <laughs> Sponge started a couple weeks ago, and then he did it with me, the first one. And I was like, well, why don't I do this? And here we are. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Awesome. All right. Uh, thanks for joining. Episode of uh, Mind of a Lion with Bowtie Hedgehog. Look out for his future curated jungle news. Oh, oh, Sponge just joined. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks. Hey, what's up, boys? Hey. Hello, man. Hey, Sponge. What's going on? Dude, I'm uh, I'm pretty stoked. I just dropped the episode with uh, Patrick, the tax advisor. So that's I saw. I saw. Uh, yeah. DJ cool. Island might be Puerto Rico. Uh, oh yeah, buddy. So yeah. yeah, I put out a thread on that a few weeks, uh, a few days ago. The problem with the Act 22 in so Hedgehog background, the U.S. Americans are taxed everywhere they go, no matter where they live. Even yeah, if you live in Sweden, yeah. Uh, but if you're in Puerto sure. Rico, you don't get federal income tax. However, that law goes until 2035. So if Dijon Island starts in 2035 and the law expires <laughs> in 2035, this will be a we're problem. A little bit late. Well, yeah, but we're not going to wait till 2035 to show up. That's a long time. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm, I'm out I'm out of here in like five years or less. <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah. So Hedgehog, I heard you're from Sweden. Yeah, that's true. I'm uh, I'm Swedish. Okay, yo, homie, uh, I I need the hookup. Okay, I saw pictures of Swedish girls online. Okay, yeah. I need I need to come hang out by you, buddy. Okay, I don't <laughs> yeah. know what, what the Vikings did. You guys stole all, all the good genes or something. Okay, but I swear to God, I need to come through. Yeah, it's uh, it's heaven here, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is um, anyone not blonde and tall? And um, yeah, I know uh, some like free free people maybe. But most, yeah, but most of them. <laughs> oh, damn. oh my god! Yeah, yeah, Sponge, we were talking. Uh, well, just kind of the the impression of Hedgehog videos synthesizing information, kind of like how Bull uses his Substack to filter out the noise. To quote Hedgehog, and uh, Hedgehog's here to learn. This is his debut, his real voice, not his uh, animated. <laughs> No, Hedgehog's videos are freaking fantastic. Honestly, man, I I, I got to give you some credit. Like, I'm really impressed with that. Well, we, we should have you, Barbara. Have you talked to him about the the idea we were discussing, or do you want to talk about that offline? Oh, so I actually did. I think Hedgehog and I we DM'd a little bit about like the comic strip idea. Is that what you're referring to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so doing a you know a written Q and A from Bull, maybe text to speech, and turning that into a story animated yeah. story with different avatars. Yeah, that could def- definitely be something. I'm like, yeah. I, I'm just trying to test out as many uh, different things as possible and uh, stick with the ones that uh, that works, that uh, uh, that people like. Oh no, people would like this. People would like this a lot, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. There, there's an audience for this. If we, we can get this rolling, it, this would be epic. Like imagine like, you know, JRE, have you watched Joe Rogan at all? Uh, no, I have not. So I don't really know what that is, to be honest. Okay, I'll send you some links after this. 
because yeah, uh, because uh, they got some of these like really funny cartoons that go along with, with this podcast. And uh, the, the gist of it is that they take like a, a minute or two from whatever the podcast is that's running. And oh, yeah. they, they turn it into an animated skit. And oh, you know, yeah. it'd be like the most interesting or funny segments. And, you know, you could make an analogous version of that with stuff that Bull says, you know, and be like, yeah, exactly. be like a one minute hot clip. Be like, hey, you know, here's the firebomb he's dropping. It's like, this is why you should listen because it's fucking dope. Yeah, I'm all, I'm always up for like uh, trying, helping out and uh, provide the content for the jungle. So that sounds like it could be something. Yeah, dude, that'd be freaking awesome. Yo, uh, so uh, what's your situation then now over in Sweden? Are you working? You're in school still? Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I have uh, like two part-time jobs and I study. But right now, right now it's like it's summer, so it's a break from school. Is in uni. Um, yeah, I'm in June. Okay, what are you studying? Uh, a business program. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Another business major. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, he read the books last year, last fall, and uh, he's been the, restructuring the, his, the efficiency spend, restructuring his yeah college schedule. <laughs> Bow tie wisdom. Exactly. So, uh, long story short, I'm like uh, pretty new to all of this, but I've uh, read this book and uh, just trying to learn as much as possible and uh, uh, synthesize some of the information I gather and. Uh, cut out the noises for the jungle uh, that's why like why 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 i'm here and what i'm doing yeah buddy what process do you use to decide what is actually important as opposed to noise do you have like a checklist or something that you, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah what what i do is uh i like sc- scroll the twitter feed and uh, i save like threads or tweets that i think are are great uh, and then at like the end of the week, I go through like a long list of the top picks, and I try to uh, take out the top ten. Uh, so it's very hard because uh, it's hard to like uh, to choose the best things. And uh, yeah, but but that's what I'm doing. I'm just like creating a list and uh, taking out the top. That, that, that I believe is the top 10 of those. Yeah, uh, that works for me. So this is something that you plan to do on a weekly basis. So when are you dropping the next one? Uh, I will be dropping it at uh, the end of this week. Okay, good. So that, yeah, that's, so that's, that's I w- pretty soon. Yeah, so I'm uh, trying to create one uh, Jungle News episode every two weeks. Two weeks, gotcha. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm curious. Like, what process goes into that? I mean, like, how much well, effort does it take? Well, for now, Hedgehog, that's until Bull taps you and, and goes, "All right, we're going to pay you to produce this <laughs> more often and in more in depth." And yeah. <laughs> well, uh, those two part-time jobs were nice, but I'd rather make Bitcoin. Being yeah, I mean, honestly, online. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's. I mean, it's a lot more funnier to create videos uh, than like being at a job. So. Uh, um, yeah, who needs yeah, a so real job? Really Fuck that shit. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think it's uh, f- I think it's funny and uh, a, a great way to put put down my time. What are you going to say to your parents if that actually ends up being a job? Like, hey, mom, hey, dad, um, 
I know that you wanted me to go be like an accountant or like a lawyer or something, but you know, instead I'm going to go play, you know, uh, play games with videos <laughs> with cartoon animals on the internet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that's <laughs> like, it's impossible to like <laughs> make them understand that. <laughs> but yeah, the money they, though, that will make them understand. Oh, the money yeah, will make them exactly. understand real quick. <laughs> money, the money will talk. Everything's a bad idea until it makes money. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. No, no. My, my parents said the same thing when uh, I started. Uh, so I own a company that that uh, prepares kids for college entrance exams, and uh, before that turned profitable, my parents spent the better part of like three months telling me I was an idiot because I had gotten <laughs> I was admitted into law school here uh, in the states, and uh, you know. Law school in the United States is a separate program after your college degree, it's so it's like it, it, expensive it, separate program. Well, oh, that's yeah. a, that's the thing. I had I had eight full scholarships, so like <laughs> I, I I was good to go no matter where I went. That that, that was that was the, the the whole like you know sweetheart deal of it. And then I turned all of them down because I, I was like I don't want to be a lawyer. <laughs> this sucks. Um, and and my, my my mom, oh my gosh, she was furious. Was furious because I was like, "Mom, I want to start a company. I don't want to go to law school." She's like, "You're a moron. You're throwing yeah. your life away. Everything's going to the shit." I'm like, "No, no, I, I can do it. I can do it." But now <laughs> but, I make uh, more money than lawyers, so I'm good. <laughs> I, I have to say though that it's not as big deal in Sweden because uh, our education here is uh, is free, uh, which is like a huge difference uh, compared to the USA. When you say free, I mean like. How much is your income taxed, though? Right. Uh, what, what, exactly. Uh, what did you say? Yeah. How much is how much are your, are your taxes though? Like, it's like you know, you say your education is free, but I mean, yeah, for, we have right? much taxes. It's like uh, it's thirty uh, percent uh, on your income, but there's also uh, a well, lot hold, of... on, hold, hold on a second. O- only thirty on your income. That's it. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was higher. Wait, hold it. How do you guys pay for that stuff? Back up a second. Wait, wait. Only thirty percent, because like in the United States and in a lot of states, you're paying more than thirty percent on your income. Yeah, but I I think we have taxes on like when you buy like items. So for oh. example, alcohol. It's like extremely expensive because there's a lot of tax on it. Okay. So we pay a lot of tax that way. Okay. Do you have taxes? Do you have a a VAT? Like a value-added tax on, uh, like when a business sells a good to another business, do they pay taxes on that? You know? Um. Yeah, I would guess, but uh, I, I don't really know. To be honest, I'm not uh, uh, super uh, knowledgeable about this. Uh, well, taxes. come on, man. What's the point of going to college or business if you don't know this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> but it's I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I know it's uh, we are a country. I, I mean, of course, we have a lot of taxes. That's why uh, where we have free schools and things like that. Uh, so, yeah, but you you guys also are uh, surprisingly like good on personal liberties too, right? Well, what wasn't it? The, did Sweden shut down for COVID? I thought you guys stayed open for the most part. Yeah, we we did in begin in the beginning. We were like there were very few restrictions. Uh, so uh, that's true. There are a, a bit of restrictions now. Uh, it's easing, easing up a bit now, but uh, we've been kind of, uh, uh, kind of. 
chill about the whole uh, uh, whole situation. That's pretty great, man. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's nice. So, so hold it. You're going to come through for the uh, Citadel meeting in February 2022, right? Yeah, is it like a physical meeting in like the oh, US? Yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. Very likely, it's going to be in the US. Yeah, uh, like I, uh, I have uh, no idea how, uh, what will happen there. Maybe if, uh, I have a I strong can't. suspicion that Bull's going to fly you out. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm just going. Awesome. I, I'm just, I'm just going to put that out there. Hey, Bull, if you're listening, a home, homeboy <laughs> here is pretty freaking good. I wouldn't mind if he came through, and if, if you don't want to cover it, I can. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be awesome. Yeah, dude. No, if, if anything, you can come chill with me in Florida for a bit. It'll be good. It'll be, it'll be like the exact opposite of Sweden. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we, all, we, all, we also have pretty women here, so it, it won't be too unfamiliar to you. That That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Barbara, what's up with you, dude? Trying to digest it all. It's uh, like Hedgehog. Here he is putting his real voice in a human voice behind these awesome animated videos. And he's from Sweden, which I didn't know. And it's like, man, you got – where else in the world are you bringing people from all backgrounds and places? And they're all kind of unifying around this one idea. Yeah, sovereign individuals or DGen Turbo Autis on DGen Island by 2035, no later than. Yeah, that's awesome. Like I have, I to be honest, I have like never had a online conversation with people from the USA. It's like it's all new to me. To be honest, what people? Yeah, I don't know animals. He's talking about us, man. He's talking about. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. You haven't met the human yet. Jesus Christ, hedgehog. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, like uh, engaging in this way with uh, people online, it's like uh, it's not something I've been doing a lot uh, for the past. It's uh, it really is a wonderful new experience. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, because yeah, you, you can make friends from like literally anywhere in the world now, and that, that, that's kind of nice, right? I mean, we wouldn't yeah. have. Found, I mean, how else would we have known that there's uh, this cool dude in Sweden that wants to make animated <laughs> videos for all kinds of crypto stuff? I mean, that just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> right uh, you, you, at this point, that's actually the power of you know, decentralized finances and this whole decentralized approach. That you know, you could be literally at any location on the globe. You know any far-flung region you can be up in sweden i mean like who knows well maybe we'll have some people from africa and asia eventually right i think yeah. right now because the jungle communicates primarily in english we're uh we're somewhat limited to the anglosphere uh but you know eventually we could really get to the point where this is uh truly global yeah yeah exactly Oh, hey, Dingo's here. Yo, Dingo made a cool... Yo, Dingo, come through. Dude, Barbara, did you send the link? Uh, yes, he retweeted it, so he, he's he got it. Uh, no, 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 no. That was the link to the live stream that he retweeted. DM him like the one he can use to actually come in. I think that... Isn't that the same one? No, no, they're, diff they're different. You have to press invite on the thing, and then you can DM it to him. Yeah, 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 that's... All right, yeah, yeah. It's the he one might... you sent to me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what... Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll head up Dingo. Yeah, yeah. Dingo was mad cool. Uh, Hedgehog, Dingo's did you see the video? Australia. 
Yeah, did you see the, the video Dingo made today? Yeah, it was not just one video. I think it was like six videos or something. Oh, right. no, he's in, he's in meetings. He can't jump on. Oh, no. Uh, That's a shame. And yeah, I know. He made awesome videos, right? Yeah, yeah. They were really, really nice. I liked them. That death of a clown got me so hyped. I rolled out of bed <laughs> at like 1 p.m. And I saw that. And I'm like, let's go. Let's go fuck some shit up. Let's get some shit done. Death of Clowns. Oh, my God. No, <laughs> I, I was so hyped when I saw that. I mean, I, I, granted, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm less of a DJ and I, I woke up a lot earlier than 1 p.m. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it, was, it was it was pretty awesome. It was, it was it really was pretty awesome. He had me freaking like uh, on top of like some orca or some shit that was like eating a, a clown banker alive. I love it. Right. <laughs> I was I was talking with Ding, DMing him earlier, and he's like, "Yeah, I didn't know what kind of music, but I found this song called Death of Clowns, and I thought that would work." I'm like, "Oh, it worked." <laughs> was that the Beatles or something? I could have sworn. I don't know. It. It's a song called Death of Clowns. Like, okay, all right. I think that's like the new DJ Nyland theme song. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the contrast with Hedgehog's video yesterday, his was, Dingo's was like footage with kind of like meme style, like text and photos cropped over while you did like the animation, which I'm not saying they're competing, but they're, it's definitely kind of cool to see the, the differences in getting yeah. that entertaining message across. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it's uh, it was a great concept, and uh, it it really worked because I thought it was really funny. Yeah, no, that that sort of thing needs to spread far and wide. I mean, it seems like it is, right? The thing has like a gajillion retweets now. It's going yeah, exactly. everywhere. <laughs> I'm I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I, I like I like the energy of all this stuff too. Yeah, you know, the fun thing is going to be when we take all this stuff offline. Also, right? Because yeah, we're gonna start getting the community together. That's why we gotta fly you out of Sweden already. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, Patriot and I met up the other day. And that was cool, and we're gonna have more stuff like that going forward because the, the community is gonna evolve in that way. And uh, fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. Maybe we can all meet up on like the actual Dijon Island, which may or may not be Puerto Rico, but like you know, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it might be El Salvador. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, a lot of things could happen between now and 2035. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to give it like, you know, three or four years for things to shake out before I pick a place. It's it's so hard given how fast things seem to move. And I mean, Hedgehog and I were talking this earlier. He goes, he's changing his his kind of lifestyle, his structure since reading the books since COVID and then the Bowtie books a few months ago. It's yeah. Lucky. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, because the problem too is that, I mean, Bull brought this up also with like El Salvador. I mean, you don't know if that's actually going to be secure because the, the main risk with a place like that is whether or not the government's going to start laundering criminal money. And if they get in the habit of doing that, the U.S. could very easily use that as a pretext for invasions. And maybe not like a physical one, but like sanctions. Sanctions, import, banning, you know, exporting goods and services to El Salvador. Uh, refuse to provide liquidity. Uh, refuse to buy sovereign debt. Uh, <laughs> this, travel, this, air travel. Oh yeah, yeah, air travel. Uh, naval restrictions. We still control the um, the was it the Panama Canal, right? Um, yeah. So 
Yeah, yeah. So, so that that that's not going to be something that uh, people get to use willy nilly either. So, like, it's basically it, El Salvador put itself in a very, very precarious position. Uh, and I, I, for their sake, I hope they play their cards right. I mean, I hope there's more countries like them because the more there are, the harder it'll be to stamp down any one of them. But they have a tough road ahead of them. They really do. Yeah. Don't we all, in one yeah. shape or form? Sir, sir, it's. I think it was Frederick Frederick Hayek, father of Austrian economics, said, "There are decades where weeks happen, and there are weeks where decades happen, and that's how I feel about the last twelve months and change." Yeah, no, things are accelerating. It's a good yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know how hedgehogs can keep up. Got to hire you an assistant or something, man. Yeah, I, actually, with the growth of the jungle, I'll have have to do that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's hard but, keeping up. But there's got to be somebody who can help you. I mean, like I'm gonna be honest. Like, I don't know if I personally have the time for it, but we could maybe put out some sort of like tweet and be like, "Hey, like, does anybody want to?" Yeah, but I mean, there there actually are. I mean, uh, like Baboon, he's making his uh, daily digests. Uh, they are like w- very good for uh, uh, cutting out a lot of information. Uh, so, so there are like people doing that, I would say, or like mostly baboon. But yeah, they could would, uh, would yeah. If uh, if anyone would be up to help, it would be really cool. Yeah, no, I think that'd make a big difference. It'd be useful if we made sure that would happen for you. But yeah, yeah, would your two part-time jobs, hedgehog, if if you were making enough money doing your videos equal to the part-time jobs, would you just quit those part-time jobs and focus on the videos? Um, thing is, I, I like, um, yeah, I could probably quit one of them, but I like having, uh, uh, having like the security of, uh, uh, of a second income. Right. Because I feel, uh, I feel like I have the time to, uh, put into the part-time jobs, uh, so there really is no need for me to quit it at the moment. But uh, yeah, if this ends up being like uh, getting like real potential, then maybe I would consider it. But uh, uh, at the moment, I I don't think that would be uh, like the best move because uh, it adds some uh, con- uh, some security. And actually, one of the part-time jobs i can uh, do from home uh, which is uh, very good because uh, uh, it gives a bit of more freedom to uh, do other things on the side yeah no that makes a makes a big difference now, working from home is, yeah working from home is a huge deal man i mean yeah i, I wouldn't be able to like i i run two companies right now and i i would not be able to do that you know, in addition, even to my jungle stuff, if I was not working from home, like uh, yeah. I, I'm like leveraged out to the max right now. Not like leverage in terms of like debt, but like in terms time. of yeah, time leverage, right? Yeah, yeah. No yeah. Uh, water cooler BS appearing like you're busy. You just get after the next. Yeah, I I, I never did well with the water cooler stuff. That was not my forte. <laughs> I feel like once you're on a salary. You just have every incentive, 
like misaligned with actual productivity. To make an analogy, it's almost like maybe being married young or, or having that really steady relationship. You get used to the consistent uh, punta uh, hedgehog. That's English for well, you know. <laughs> yeah, right? I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, punta transcends language barriers. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, they have that in Sweden too, Barbara. Yeah, we, we have it in Sweden. <laughs> you know, it's all tall and blonde, so that's a whole that's a whole another thing. Telling you, I want some of that Swedish punta. Uh, <laughs> that that consistency and steadiness, the lack of variability, creates complacency. As Nisam Taleb, author of The Black Swan, said, the three yeah. worst addictions are heroin, carbohydrates, and monthly salaries. Aye. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Uh, that's one, one book that I actually read, and uh, I think it's really good. Black Swan? Uh, yeah. That's Black a great Swan. book. That's a great book. Yeah. Would You're you awesome. say... Uh, the COVID and all the other stuff this last 12 months is a black swan event or black swan events. Um, yeah. I mean, like nobody expected it. Maybe some did, but uh, that would, uh, yeah, that I, I would say that could be a black swan. I'm going to well, disagree partially. The way okay. Talib defines black swan seems to be it's a improbable event that you, yes, you couldn't have predicted the timing, but you didn't even know. It's an it's an unknown unknown. It's not something you knew could happen. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, it's in the COVID thing seems to be like the a, a one in a hundred year storm. Like you know, pandemics happen every yeah. so often. You don't know when. You know, governments can lock down countries. You don't know when or why. Um, not that, that that really helps you in terms of preparing for the right time, but it it doesn't seem like a like nine eleven seems more like a black swan where yeah you're, you're right it's a huge different when you know it when you know it will happen but don't know when it's a huge different. I think humans have an impermanence of understanding of like what their world is. Like if you took a wider view of human history you could have easily predicted that something on the scale of a pandemic like COVID would happen, you know, because for example, there was the Spanish flu that happened that was similar to the black death before. It's not like this is the first plague that happened, but I think that at the same time, because those happened in worlds that were technologically completely you know, disjoint from where we are today, it feels very foreign. And so a lot of people, you know, observing those past scenarios might not connect them to the probability of risk in the present because of how different it feels. It feels like those happen to other people in a different world that aren't us and therefore don't, uh, don't merit the same consideration. It's almost, now this is a whole nother book, uh, fourth turning and sovereign individual kind of maps. It's that no one alive today remembers the Spanish flu, for example, or the great depression and even world war II. Like, yes, you know, some of our grandparents were kids and 
but they didn't actually like participate as adults, right? They didn't fight. They didn't scramble for food in the great depression. Um, they, they, so no one, no one alive today has experienced that. It's only in history books where that has actually happened. Um, almost as if yeah. we do repeat the same mistakes every 80 to 100 years. No, but it's, it's worse than that. That's what I'm trying to say. I think that, you know, every maybe 10 years or so, as far as people are concerned, we're not really in the same world anymore. Like it used to be farther apart, right? You know, for example, like the people in 1800 didn't view themselves as being that much different from someone in 1700. But if you compare someone today to someone from 1900, that difference is massive. And likewise, even you can actually shrink the time scale and the same effect occurs. If you compare the experience of a person in the 1950s to the experience of a person today, that's very, very, very different already. If you compare the experience of someone even 30 years ago to today, that's already drastically different. I mean, the mere fact that we can communicate you know, seamlessly you know, from our phones, the fact that you know, Barbara, me and you are having a conversation with Hedgehog in Sweden, Right. right. And like yeah. you're you're in like, so I don't even know where you are. Southern U.S. I'm in Florida. Barbara's in Sweden. Hedgehog's in Sweden. We're having a conversation in real time. that's being broadcasted simultaneously to you know, 10,000 other locations on the world. And this all cost us what, like 10 bucks? I mean, Maybe. Like yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like per episode, it's actually probably less than that. But like you know, what we're, we're talking about you know, minimal cost, all, all, all these things. And, you know, the, the ability to do this has already caused our experience to evolve so rapidly that it almost bears no resemblance to things that have happened before. And, and that trend is not slowing down. It's actually speeding up. So we're getting to a point where by technological evolution alone, people aren't, they don't have memories. And even if they had memories, their memory is actually becoming increasingly useless. It's why like boomer, boomer styles of investing are not particularly useful at returning profit. You know, all the boomers that are telling you right now, if you're a young person to like you know, invest into an index fund or something, which for some people maybe is a good idea. But if you're actually looking to make like a lot of money, I mean, that's actually a terrible idea right now. Right. But, but they, they do it and they, they give that advice. And the justification they give is that, oh, we look at, at the historical returns and we compare the options. And historically, this outperforms. It was oh, 30 years ago. Yeah, well, that's the problem. Yeah, well, historically, you can say whatever you want. doesn't matter because I'm, I don't get to invest, you know, in 1970. I'm investing in 2021. Right. right. <laughs> so, like, like, good luck with that. I mean, <laughs> it, it doesn't even help, right? So, I think this is the problem, right? Because people, like, you know, um, Adam Townsend actually was talking about this. And if you don't follow him on Twitter, um, his handle is um, at Adam Scrapple. It's actually, he has some really fantastic takes on these things. But one of the things he was talking about was uh, this complete destruction of memory, both in terms of its usefulness and its presence at all, that people's identities are collapsing and that they are losing track of who they are and what they are. Because, you know, having a memory, even of yourself, is just not a useful thing anymore. Yeah. And yeah. so we're, we're, I think we're experiencing that. I think that, that that's going to change the definition of a black swan, right? So, so to, to Barbary's point, um, I think actually COVID was a black swan. And I think it's a black swan because it fell into a category of something that you didn't think would happen for this world. And here's actually something more. I'll go even farther than that. 
I think that an enormous number of you know, historically common catastrophic events are actually going to be treated like black swans by people making decisions because of their complete loss of touch with historical reality. It's, what do they call it? Planned obsolescence with, you know, our technology like phones and laptops, but planned obsolescence with experiences because technology is changing the underlying structure of our culture and society so fast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's more like dark city. Have you guys ever seen, seen that movie? It's like an old classic from the nineties. Um, uh, dark city is a movie where like, basically it's like everyone in the city, you know, um, at, at midnight, every night, their memory gets wiped and they wake up every morning in a new bed with a new wife doing a new job in some different location. Right. That with, sounds pretty good. Yeah. And, well, well, no, but they have no recollection of what happened previously. I mean, you, you think it's pretty good you know, if you get around and all, I, I'm with you on that one, but, uh, <laughs> but, 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 but effectively, you know, we're moving towards that, you know, it, because of the, rate of acceleration and people's loss of touch with, you know, their experiences, right? Because your experiences in the past are increasingly less useful in predicting the future. Um, what it does is it favors people who, for example, do a lot of A-B testing and it favors people who will adapt very quickly and it favors people who are creative. And if you're doing anything that is less creative or something that, you know, is supposed to work because it worked before, then it makes the world a really inhospitable place for you, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I, th I think I think that 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 by the way, of course, is the utility of like going into something like crypto, right? Because it is that new thing, and it will be one of those things that gets taken up because it does favor that same. And a shift from there's a advantage to experience or established patterns of behavior versus there's now an advantage more so to trial and error, creativity, asymmetric risk reward ratios. Right. Exactly. I mean, in the, in the old world, as it were, I mean, you know, roll back a hundred years, 200 years, you know, uh, trying any sort of creative endeavor was genuinely stupid. You know, like, you know, say, you know, and you're in like 1850 and, you know, you, you tell your parents, Hey, I want to be a musician. Well, they would correctly laugh at you. Right, because where is the, the distribution system? It's not like it is today, where you have a basically like zero co marginal cost of production for musical works. It's actually a phenomenally profitable thing if you can, you know, get enough of a name for yourself. And then, moreover, you know, because of the internet, it's easier than ever to get people to actually know you, right? And you can find a niche audience. You know, say you're an okay musician, but like your style only appeals to like you know ten thousand people. Out of, seven, out of 7 billion, right? You can yeah. still make a living off that, right? That's fine, right, today. But that was never fine before, right? So, so you know, th that creator economy, um, I think, has opened up doors for people that never would have existed because, you know, the amount of creativity you need to get noticed and to survive is less than it used to be. Right. It used to be that if you're creative, you had to be like top, you know, one in a million to make it. And now maybe one in a hundred and you're probably okay. So that's, that's a lot of people.
that uh, are going to be able to make a living. Yeah. Like Hedgehog. Yeah, exactly. Like me creating videos uh, about jungle animals. <laughs> it's very specific. Yeah. On that note, gentlemen, I uh, do have to wrap this up soon. Actually jumping on with Honey Badger and his plus one uh, in about 10 minutes. Um, of course, you're welcome to listen in and it'll be live streamed. Uh, but I, I before, we, before we jump off here, uh, Substack, YouTube listeners, Hedgehog, his YouTube videos, the recap of Jungle News animated overlays are available on Hedgehog's YouTube channel. 24-7 for all your meme degenerate entertainment needs. And uh, Sponge, of course, as usual, thanks for jumping on. Sponge YouTube video, web stores, bowtiedsponge.com. Uh, another episode of Mind of the Lion. And uh, before we uh, cut it, any kind of lasting comments, takeaways, impressions from the conversation or elsewhere, uh, Hedgehog? And yeah, it was a very interesting uh, to be a part of a dis discussion here, and I'm just, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, happy to have uh, been invited. I'm I'm just thrilled that we we're able to have you at all here, Hedgehog. It's, it's pretty great. Well, we're going to be talking a little more in the next few days. I want to get you involved with some of these projects, and at some point, we'll get you over to America too. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we want to get those uh, YouTube those videos monetized. And yeah, that would be re really cool. Right, absolutely. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, as yep. always, a pleasure. Thanks a lot. Bye.